Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, oh. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Look, I I thought that maybe the biggest statement that was made by any team this week was made by the Houston Texans going on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs and effectively dominating. I got some stats for you. We talk about how good the Kansas City Chief offense is. Well, that's starting to fall apart a little bit because the Kansas City Chiefs cannot run the football for anything. Uh, No matter where you are, I like to look at some point at yards rushing and yards allowed rushing because ultimately, while the quarterback play is the overall number one determinant typically, and who wins and who loses. The second biggest part of any game is how the offensive and defensive lines perform. And the Houston Texans went on the road and ran the ball 41 times for 192 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that is pretty extraordinary in terms of the total yardage that they put up. They ran 83 plays to the 47 plays run by the Kansas City Chiefs totaling 472 yards. Um, The Chiefs averaged more yards per play, 
but the Texans took the air out of the game a lot. Had the ball nearly 40 minutes to the Chiefs 20 minutes. They still turned the ball over three times. Deshaun Watson was far from perfect, but the Houston Texans went on the road and handed the Kansas City Chiefs their second straight loss. And I got to say, we thought there was a gap between the Patriots and the Chiefs and everyone else. But over the last three weeks, I think the Chiefs are just okay. And I think there's a decent chance that the Broncos beat the Chiefs on Thursday night. That's going to be a game that's definitely worth watching. And then after that, Packers-Vikings back-to-back for the Chiefs. This may sound crazy, but I'm not sure the Chiefs are going to be good enough to win the AFC West in what suddenly looks like it could be a somewhat open division. And at a minimum in the next three, I'm not sure the Chiefs win more than one of the next three games they play. We'll see what happens there. But even with the return of Tyreek Hill, this Chiefs defense has got some major issues. They can't run the football at all. They are a one-dimensional team. That dimension is extraordinarily talented with Patrick Mahomes. But this is a wobbly time, I think, if you are a Chiefs fan. Very easily could be 3-3. Three and three. I think the Chiefs are going to go on the road and lose against the Broncos on Thursday night for a third straight game. And if that happens, the wheels will have effectively come off with the Kansas City Chiefs and we'll be sitting around saying, wait a minute, is there only one really good team in the entirety of the the AFC? And is that the Patriots? And why in the world are we even paying attention to the NFL if the Patriots are that much better than everybody else? So that is something to put a pin in. Uh, We thought through four weeks, through three weeks for sure, hey, the two best teams in the AFC are the Patriots and the Chiefs. What if there aren't two good teams in the AFC? What if it's just the Patriots, Big Gap, and everybody else? Uh, Eddie Garcia, by the way, in case you missed Friday's show, is gone for two weeks. He is our regular update guy. I was driving back home last night with my wife, and I said, you know what? I want to work for me instead of being me. I miss one day of work every now and then, and it's like a five-alarm fire for me being gone. Like, I can't miss a day of television. I can't miss a day of radio. I got people working for me just going to Australia for two weeks in the middle of football season. Eddie Garcia just peaced out. I don't know where he is now. He's on the Great Barrier Reef just swimming around in the middle of football season. Uh, and and I miss a day and people lose their mind. They're like, oh, you could never miss a Monday or Friday during football season. That would be like a total calamity. I got people just – I got Eddie Garcia going to Australia for two weeks. I got Danny G going to weddings that end at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon and he can't come in the next day. And now I got Brian Finley doing updates for the next two weeks. Brian Finley, what you got for me? Hey, what's going on, Clay? Yeah, Carlos Correa shouldering the Astros past the Yankees 3-2 with an 11th inning walk-off home run to tie up the ALCS at 1. Houston's Alex Bregman after – We'll be back with Clay Travis in just a moment, but first a word from Mako. Those scratches and dings on your car aren't going to fix themselves. Now, what in the Edgar Martinez is going on with the Rams as we send it back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick Studios? Uh, Speaking of the Cowboys, uh, we just heard that bit from Dak Prescott as they were unable to get a two-point conversion to tie it against the Jets. 
a lot of tension rising on who's going to be the next coach fired in the NFL. We already know Jay Gruden let go by the Redskins. I would be stunned beyond belief if it's not Dan Quinn of the Falcons, given the fact that that team has just collapsed this year out of the gate. But the second most likely coach to be fired, according to oddsmakers, is Jason Garrett, as the Cowboys have fallen to 3-3. Three and three. Jerry Jones was asked about that after the game, did not think uh, that, that Jason Garrett's job was in jeopardy, but did point out that there was a lot that needed to be fixed for the Cowboys. And what he's done so far on his three games, well, his I was, situation I'm going to be very trying. I was a lot happier with what he had done the first three games okay. than what's happened the last three games. But the big thing I want to say, it's not just him. It's not just him, not just Jason Garrett. Cowboys are one of the shockers, if not the biggest shocker, of the weekend in the NFL, losing to the 0-4 winless Jets as Sam Darnold comes back from mono and immediately turns things around with the Jets, gets them their first victory. Bring in uh, Danny G. To his credit, he's actually here, unlike Eddie Garcia. Let's start with that question. What in the world is Eddie doing? I know I talked about it with him on Friday, the fact that he was going away to Australia for two weeks, yeah. and I'm jealous of that trip. But in the middle of football season, if uh, you're an update anchor like Eddie Garcia has been since D-Day, since uh, he, he came back from serving in World War II, immediately went to work doing the Fox Sports updates, and he just bails for two weeks in the middle of football season? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting here as a man who took a lot of heat from you over a one-week period because I missed one morning, so I can't imagine you taking off Monday. two weeks. Yeah, You missed a Monday during football Can season. Can you imagine which, if I told you I was taking off two weeks during football season? Uh, it would oh. be – I mean, I'll just tell you this. <laughs> it, it, like, I, I am missing a day next week, I think it is. I can't even keep up with How the weeks. How dare you? Next week, we have a big event in L.A., for Fox Sports Radio. So I'm flying out to L.A. and I've got to take like a 6 a.m. flight coming back from L.A. in order to get back uh, home in time to do television. And so I'm going to miss a day and it's like a five alarm fire. You miss one day. Now, I will be honest, I'm going to miss Thanksgiving and I'm going to miss the day after Thanksgiving. Only days that I will miss during the fall at all. And I try to take off Thanksgiving uh, in general. But, and I'm off television then too. But, that is almost unheard of. And Eddie Garcia just pieces out for two weeks. I, I really, when he comes back, first of all, I'm jealous that he gets to go to Australia. I see there's two things I'd like to be when I come back in, uh, in another life, if there is reincarnation. I would like to be able to go back in time and come back as one of my kids because <laughs> they have one of the most unbelievable lives ever. And I would like to have the lifestyle of my kids. The other one is... I'd like to be my employees, zero stress, don't have to show up for work, just peace out and go to Australia for two weeks in the middle of football season. If I did that, I, I'm not kidding. I, I would love to hear our boss's uh, response if I just said, hey, I'm going to Australia for two weeks. It's the middle of October. I'll just come back in the, after football season, middle of football season. You guys handle it. You handle the ratings. You handle the ad, uh, the, the ads people. Everybody's going to be furious because I'm not here. I got to go see the Great Barrier Reef, and this is the time I'm going to do it. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I, it's not your entire staff that has zero stress. I mean, I'm the one that handles all the ad people and all the executives during the week, not you. So yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if you can but say if, all of us have no stress if, over here. If they get mad at you 
it yeah. doesn't really there's 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 zero impact yeah but i'm like your protective shield i mean they if they get mad at the show they don't come after you they come after me because i'm the producer the, of the, the, show. The, the ad buyers might not come after you but i'm a pretty yeah. easy uh, easy to find on social all right you so. gotta give us some credit clay we're doing the show today live from a from an ashtray oh my god yeah, what happened oh it smells like a really bad tailgate inside the studios was here. somebody smoking no 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 because of all the fires Oh, it's burning. Fires are burning all over L.A. again. Yeah. Now, they have a lot of them mostly contained, but because of where the studios are located. In Sherman Oaks. Yeah. There's fires to every direction. In this building, whenever there's fires nearby, the smoke just settles in here for some reason. So you walk in, and it smells like a really bad barbecue. And they oh, got some like humidifiers, supposedly, to yes, clean the air. Humidifiers. Air, but, uh, purifiers. Or purifiers. Yeah. Oh. They should have... Gave us a raise instead of uh, so you guys buying think you're that all... crap that doesn't well, work. It seems no, like I... a flaw of the building that the smoke can just all come in. Is yeah. that all of Sherman Oaks or well, is it just like I if you're in the in. gym there? Clay, I've walked in early this morning and somebody from the Steve Harvey show was wearing one of those Michael Jackson masks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, what's going on in here? It's worse uh, in here than it is outside, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Uh, why do you think that is? Not sure. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. All right, uh, let's let's go ahead and find out what you guys' big takeaways. Well, what time is it? Is it almost time for us to go to break again? Uh, we yeah, have a couple of minutes, right, so we'll if come you want to save it. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll come back. You guys, uh, is Dub in? Do we know if Dub's working yet? Dub, Dub made it. Good morning, Clay. Yeah, all right. I'm glad that you made it in. All right, so we come back. The biggest takeaways from everybody uh, on the crew who is not in Australia, uh, and we'll find out what uh, what everybody thought about the weekend of watching college and pro football. Uh, appreciate all of you hanging out with us, uh, especially the guys in Sherman Oaks who are barely able to breathe uh, with the fires sweeping around in L.A. By the way, before we go there, I just want to I want to hit you guys with this in L.A. Why are the Chargers in L.A.? I mean, I watched that game last night against the Steelers, and they only have whatever it is, a 25,000-seat stadium, but they don't need to be in L.A. I mean, the the, the Chargers, I don't know where they need to go. Obviously, they moved up from San Diego, and many of us, including me, still call them the San Diego Chargers, but the Rams had a ton of 49er fans in their building, but at least the Rams seem to have an existing fan base in the NFL in L.A., we keep saying LA is LA is Raiders country, and yeah. that's what it that's what it is. And the whole thing about Spanos was that he kept saying that his reason for moving to LA was that oh no, they that he's got a certain, the stadium is going to be phenomenal, yeah, and, and, a, and it's a much better market, and, I'm sure. And that certain amount of his season ticket holders that the Chargers had in San Diego supposedly were from Los Angeles, which was a load of crap. That's not true. And I just wonder at this point in time. They're both going to move into this awesome brand new stadium in Inglewood, but reports are that the Chargers season ticket sales are not going well. How are they going to be anything other than a second class citizen for purposes of pro football fandom in L.A.? L.A. is a great place to go. Fans want to have an excuse like the Steeler fans did to come out. Now, I know a lot of Steeler fans also live in Los Angeles to begin with, but also it's a fun trip to make to get to go and see your team. But effectively, that was a Steeler home game. And I don't know why it's going to get better. If the Chargers can't sell out a 25,000-seat stadium, what makes you think they're going to sell out an 80,000-seat stadium competing against the Rams in the same venue? It just doesn't make sense to me. We will talk about that and more bringing in the uh, NFL and college football universe with our crew. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. I'll give you my top 10 in college football at the start of hour two. But let's go ahead and find out what stood out to the crew about the weekend that was in the NFL. I know we still have one Monday night football game left on the horizon. But so far, NFL Week 6, what stood out to you, Danny G? The Niners defense. I mean, yeah. the Rams were 0 for 9 on third and fourth downs. I mean, it's, it's amazing insane. how much they dominated. Yeah, Especially then, on a short week after yep. what you thought might well be a really kind of Uh, They put a lot into that beatdown of the Browns, and you wondered, is it possible that they're going to have a letdown? Sean McVay never lost three games in a row, uh, so the expectation was, at least among odds makers, that the Rams were going to come out and look a lot better than they did, and instead they just got destroyed. Yeah, and then also you got to give love to the Saints defense because I really think the Niners D and the Saints D, probably the two best defenses in football right now. 
Obviously, the Browns, Cowboys, and Chiefs losing are the huge stories. Sam Darnold with that 92-yard bomb to Robbie Anderson. That made me stand up when I was watching the Red Zone yesterday. Also, the Vikings offense clicking. You talked about Cousins. You could also see why a lot of teams wanted to trade for Stephon Diggs and why the Vikings didn't want to trade him or even of course. have those conversations. Kyler Murray and the Cards beating the Falcons. Poor Atlanta and Georgia. Bad week for Georgia sports and Los Angeles sports. What stood out to me for the Cardinals, though, how about Chase Edmonds of Fordham? He's now a one-two punch with David Johnson, catching the balls out of the backfield and running the ball with authority. Edmonds is a player a lot of people are picking up in fantasy right now. And the Chargers loss, you talked about it, looked like a Steelers home game. The Rams lost, looked like a Niners home game. So just really bad showings for the fan bases here in Los Angeles yesterday. If if I was to tell you going into week seven that the Niners and Raiders were the two best football teams in California before the season started, you would not have believed me. I think outside of the Patriots, the AFC is completely wide open. And I don't mean that I think anybody can win the AFC because I think the Patriots are head and shoulders above everyone else. I'm not sure there's a close second. But I'm not even sure who the second best team in the AFC is. I, I mean, legitimately, as you look around the AFC, you can make an argument that the second best team in the AFC is the Bills yeah. who are in the AFC East, right? I mean, you can make that argument, and it wouldn't be a ridiculous argument to make. But I, I don't think anybody's even anywhere near the Patriots. Well, and also we what's crazy. The Chiefs were, but I don't believe that anymore. You look Maybe at, the Texans. You look at strength of schedule and the Patriots haven't really played yeah, any impressive I understand, teams. I understand that argument and it might actually factor in in a way to be uh, to be worth contemplating if they weren't the Patriots. Yeah. But I'm pretty confident that whoever the Patriots have, they would be whipping. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're not for real. I'm just saying it's interesting that they haven't even played any team that is super strong and you're right the bills and raiders could have arguments as being you know one of the teams to talk about after the patriots and that just shows you how open the afc is the second best team in the afc is probably the texans probably the texans right now we wouldn't have said that last week uh i mean i I think if you go look at, at at their overall performances i mean look remember how they lost week one they had uh, the the Patriots, I mean, the, the Saints, who we know are really good, drilled a field goal on the final play of the game from 57 or 58 yards, whatever it was. Uh, they didn't look very good against the Panthers, but their defense played pretty soundly in that game. So I think if you look at their two losses, and I know they stopped the, the Jacksonville Jaguars on basically the final play of the game for that two-point conversion, but I, you can make an argument that there isn't very much separating the Texans from 6-0 and right now. And so, and, and they've had played a pretty decent quality of schedule, I think. You mentioned the Patriots haven't really played anybody that good. I, I think you look at the Texans' schedule and you say, okay, that team has played a lot of good football. I'd probably put the Texans as the hey, second-best team in the Texans' AFC Raider right game has been flexed on week eight to a 125 Pacific time here. 425 oh, yeah. Eastern, yep. Uh, that that's interesting in and of itself. All right, so Danny G, a bunch of things. Dub, what stood out to you on the NFL weekend that was? A lot of things as well. First of all, let's start off with the Tua Bowl. The ending of that game was the most perfect ending you could have ever <laughs> written with the Dolphins going for two to try and win the game, and they dropped the pass, an easy pass. He probably would have gotten stopped anyways, but I'll start there. Secondly, the Falcons. I mean, Dan. Qu- I think Danny Quinn needs to get fired today. It would be Ryan. a stunner if he got fired while we're on the air. Remember, they called in. 
Uh, they called in Jay Gruden and fired him at 5 a.m. I don't know what kind of meetings Dan Quinn has, but they are bad. Matt Ryan in this game, 30 for 36, 356 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and they lose to the Cardinals. And I'll end with this. You're Titans, man. I'm sorry. That they're... That offense, it might be the worst offense I've ever seen in my life. Bad day for Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, six turnovers. Mariota gets benched for Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill at least moved the ball past the 50, so I'll give him that. I think he should be the starter, perhaps. Is this your the worst offense so you've ever seen? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, the, in the last four weeks, the Titans have scored seven, seven, and zero in three of those four games. And it's such a shame because the defense is incredible. I mean, yeah. you guys hold the opponents to under what is it twenty points a game every game? Well, they have I mean, they, the most they've given up this season is twenty, and they're two and four. Yeah, this is a team that should be at least five hundred at a bare minimum. This offense is just terrible. Roberto, what you got? The Rams struggling, man. It's terrible. That they're, they're what three games back now, first place, and then uh, who stick a fork in Mariota and uh, Winston? Those guys are terrible, man. They're not franchise quarterbacks. Five years in, I'm so over both. I mean, the discussion of both, I imagine Tampa Bay fans feel about like Titan fans do, which is you're just done with it. And you're not going to be bad enough probably for either team to get a really high-end draft pick to replace either of these guys. But the Titan offense, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how bad they are. I mean, they are utterly incompetent. And really the offensive line – the, the Denver Broncos had five sacks all season, and they sacked Titan quarterbacks seven times. This is one of the worst offensive lines I have ever seen, and I've been watching football for a long, long time, and it's insanely highly paid. Titans have given over $100 million in guarantees to this offensive line. Just a disgrace. Uh, when we come back, my top 10 in college football will break down everything that happened there. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, we got a uh, lot to get to. Hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your week. Uh, Broke down a lot of the NFL in Hour 1. We'll continue to break down the NFL in Hour 2, but wanted to pivot and talk some college football here as we start off Hour 2. And the big story for college football, I would say there are two really kind of big stories in college football. Uh, the big story is Georgia with the upset of the year in their loss at home to South Carolina. But I know that we react hyperbolically and everything in college football because the season is so short uh, makes us think, oh my God, I can't believe what I saw. This is going to have a seismic impact a long way down the line. But I think the truth of the matter is it's not actually that impactful that Georgia lost to South Carolina. Huge win for South Carolina. Will Muschamp gets to go back to Georgia and beat the team that he uh, used to play for and go up against his former teammate in Kirby Smart. His team wins despite being three-plus touchdown underdogs and having their second-string quarterback knocked out potentially for multiple weeks. We'll see exactly how long. But in the process, they win with a third-string quarterback, and they did it like most upsets happen in college football. They turned the ball over four times, despite the fact that Georgia outgained South Carolina by nearly 200 yards. They just fell apart, uh, Georgia did, at the crucial moments of this game and gave a, gave up a, one of those four turnovers was a pick six. The defense only gave up 13 points, but Jake Fromm was bad. 
Uh, he had some bad luck, too. For instance, in overtime, his receiver tips the ball up in the air. He gets picked off. And as a result, South Carolina finds a way to come into Georgia and win. But the long-range impact of this loss is really not that substantial. All it does is eliminate Georgia's chance of making the college football playoff if they went 12-0 and and lost in the SEC title game. So now Georgia has to win out the rest of the way, and they don't potentially get into the college football playoff even with a loss in the playoff in in the SEC title game because now you can't have two 12-0 teams playing in the SEC championship game. So Georgia has to run the table from this point forward probably to make it into the college football playoff. That's really all this uh, changes in the landscape of uh, of the college football universe. The other one was LSU's offense is off the charts good. If you take away the two kneel down plays at the end of the game against Florida, LSU averaged over 11 yards per play against the Gators, who were supposed to have one of the best uh, defenses in all of college football. And one of the wildest stats within that, I mean, 11 yards per play is wild enough. But they ran the ball 24 times. They passed it 24 times. They were equally adept at both. And the they were so good that Florida only forced LSU into four third downs in the entire game. I want you to hear that from me again. Florida only forced LSU into third down plays four times the entirety of this game. And LSU only went one for four on third down. So that's the only way that Florida ever got off the field against LSU was they actually, if they got them into third down, played decently on third down defense. But to only force four third downs in an entire game is kind of unheard of, especially for a team that puts up over 500 yards of offense and 42 points like LSU did. Uh, Just an extraordinary performance offensively by LSU. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in Alabama hosting LSU in November. So that is uh, the, the, the big takeaways from the big games. I guess you could also say Penn State went on the road and beat hot Iowa. That Penn State defense dominated the entire game. And now Penn State gets Michigan with a chance to effectively end Michigan's season in terms of giving them a chance to play for anything of any kind of significance. Penn State now up to 6-0. and Michigan at 5-1 and kind of righted the ship, somewhat at least, since the loss to Wisconsin. We'll find out whether or not that's the case in the game that they will play uh, this week. But here is my top 10 for college football. I write a big column breaking down college football every week at OutKick. You can go to OutKick.com right now. See this at the top of uh, the page there. Uh, Several thousand words from me breaking down the college football universe. My national top 10, and I'm counting in reverse here. I've got Auburn at number 10. If you're an Oregon Duck fan, I think you are the class of the Pac-12. The problem is you lost to Auburn, which may be the fourth or fifth best team in the SEC. Auburn, the loss to Florida doesn't look as bad, given the fact that I thought Florida played pretty solidly. Kyle Trask was really pretty outstanding for Florida. Uh, I thought that Florida played decently. They were up 28-21 
with about 10 minutes to go in the third quarter and then got outscored 21 zip the rest of the way but I thought Auburn looked better with how good Florida looked Georgia I've got it nine yes they lost to a bad South Carolina team but Notre Dame continued to win they beat SC uh, held on they were up 20 to 3 managed to hold on to win 30 to 27 and Notre Dame has I think a very good chance to go 11 and 1 so Georgia again that's a bad loss if you're a Notre Dame fan because I think it kind of killed your chances to make the college football playoff because you could hope at least if you were Notre Dame hey maybe Georgia's the best team in the SEC now we want Georgia to win out maybe Georgia goes 12 and 1 best case scenario but it's hard for me to see even an 11-1 Notre Dame ending up in the mix given what happened against Georgia. Uh, In the eighth spot, I've got the Clemson Tigers. The ACC is awful. One of the worst major conference leagues that we have ever seen in the history of college football. Their second best team was Wake Forest, and they gave up over 60, Wake Forest did, to Louisville, losing that game in the process. Now every uh, ACC team except for Clemson, has a loss. And every ACC team except for Clemson and Wake Forest already has at least two losses. This conference is garbage. If Clemson loses even a single game, they aren't going to be able to advance to the college football playoff because I don't think they're going to play a top 25 team that will be in the top 25 at the end of the year in the college football playoff rankings for the entire season, which I don't believe has ever happened before. Florida. The Gators look pretty decent. I've got them at the seven spot, even after their loss at LSU. In the six spot, Penn State. We mentioned the fact that they got to 6-0, and completely dominated this game against Iowa. Uh, I hope you took the under, the blood bank guarantee hit with ease. Uh, and Penn State goes to 6-0. Uh, and I've got them at six overall. Wisconsin, man, they dominated Michigan State. Shut them out, 38-zip. Won the under on that one as well. Hope you hopped on the Badger train and either rode them to a cover victory against Michigan State or had the under. In the four spot, I've got Oklahoma. The Sooners really won and dominated more against Texas than the score reflected. Uh, Oklahoma outgained Texas by 200-plus yards. They turned the ball over more and kept this game somewhat close, but they were never really in doubt throughout the entirety of the Red River rivalry game. I've got Oklahoma in at the four spot. I've got Ohio State at three. And then my top two teams in the country are set to play in early November in Tuscaloosa. I've got LSU number one and Alabama number two. Obviously, both of these teams, I think that's going to decide the Heisman Trophy as well. Either Joe Burrow or Tua Tagovailoa will win the Heisman Trophy. Both of them are playing lights-out football off the charts. So my top 10 in order now, LSU 1, Bama 2, Ohio State 3, Oklahoma 4, Wisconsin 5, Penn State 6, Florida 7, Clemson 8, Georgia 9, Auburn 10. If you are paying attention here, effectively the top 10 is made up of SEC and Big Ten teams. The Pac-12 the Pac really doesn't have a chance to make the college football playoff barring complete chaos happening. 
The Big 12's only real contender. I'm not buying into Baylor as a legitimate contender. The Big 12's only real contender now is Oklahoma. Uh, and there is a lot of drama as we come down the stretch in the SEC and the Big Ten. The ACC's only contender is Clemson. But three conferences effectively have already been boiled down to two teams having a chance to make it from those three conferences. Clemson and Oklahoma are the only two teams from the Big 12 the ACC, and the Pac-12 that have, I believe, legitimate chances to make the college football playoff. All right, I'll bring in the crew when we come back to react to what I just broke down in the college football universe. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us here at OutKick where uh, we are uh, having a lot of fun breaking down everything in the NFL and in college football. I will bring in the crew, let them react when we come back. I'll also, for the first time this week, open up the phone lines if you guys have NFL or college football stories you would like to react to. 877-996-6369-877-996-6369. Dub is fielding your calls and we'll let you guys in as well. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. 
John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. All right, uh, a couple weeks ago, I said, you know what? I watched that Chiefs game against the Lions, and I'm not sure the Chiefs are still on the same kind of level as the New England Patriots. I said, I thought that based on that game, the Chiefs had shown some flaws in their overall uh, talent and that I was troubled by their inability to run the football and that their defense remained questionable. That was before they lost two games in a row. Uh, they got run at home by the Jacksonville, uh, sorry, by uh, by the I – mean, it's really kind of crazy when you think about it the, the, uh, that, that basically the Colts have gone on the road and handled them. And now the Texans have gone on the road and handled them, both AFC South teams. And now the Chiefs are sitting at four and two, and they've kind of are facing an early kind of must win game on the road against the Denver Broncos. But before we get to what might happen on Thursday night, we had a caller from Kansas City, and he was upset with me a couple of weeks ago. This is before the Chiefs lost two in a row when I said they weren't, didn't look that great against the Lions. This guy was having none of it. Uh, we got Joe in Kansas City. Joe, what you got for me? Hey, you were talking earlier, and you said that you felt like the Lions somehow made the Chiefs look like they were maybe not the team that everybody thought they were. And I'm just wondering if you just watched the highlights or you watched the entire game. I watched the game, hardcore Chiefs fan. You guys got your ass whipped a lot of that game. Did we? Yeah, we, we, had, uh, we had the ball for 10 less minutes during the game. We fumbled the ball more than they did. And we still scored 34 points on a day with Patrick Mahomes through absolutely no touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how that you think that when we walked into that game with three less Pro Bowlers than we normally do, how you thought that us winning the game made us look mortal. If anything, it made us look like when we do get the full compliment back, offensive linemen. All right, hang up on this loser. Players. Hang up on this loser. Look, you're a loser. All right, we start off the calls with a loser. If you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan and you left that game against the Detroit Lions thinking it made your team look better than they did before they played against the Lions, you, my friend, are a complete and total idiot. Wonder if we need to get Joe from Kansas City to call back in. They got their Pro Bowlers back. They had Tyreek Hill back. Still got their ass kicked by the Texans. Look, the Chiefs' big issue is they can't run the ball and they can't stop the run. That's a bad combo no matter what level of football you're playing. And they can't rely on Patrick Mahomes to save them when you can't run the football and you can't stop the football from being run against you. Big storyline in that Texans game, Texas had the ball 40 minutes. Patrick Mahomes is spectacular. He's a scintillating talent. But ever since Kareem Hunt got kicked off the team, The Kansas City Chiefs have not had an explosive playmaking tailback. And that makes a big difference, not just on 
uh, the offensive side of the ball, but also on the defensive side of the ball because the Chiefs can't control the clock and their defense is getting worn down. I told you already, I think they go on the road and the Broncos win that game. And then I think Chiefs fans are going to be looking around saying, wait a minute, what in the world's happened? We've lost three games in a row. I think that's going to happen come Thursday night. Uh, let's take some of your calls. Uh, we've opened up the phones for the first time today. Who we got, Dub? All right, we got Eddie in Texas. Eddie, what you got for me? Hey, good morning. Hey, you know why Houston doesn't fall into the Gulf? Because the Dallas Cowboys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling. But, uh, but other than that. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good weekend for Houston area sports fans. Nice win last night uh, in extra innings, in the 11th inning, to get that win. And also for the Texans to look like, I really believe this. You could make an argument for the Bills. You can make an argument for the Texans. But I think the Texans are the second best team right now in the AFC. I really do. Now, you can make an argument uh, for a, a lot of teams right now after the Patriots in the AFC. But I really feel like the Texans are the second best team in the AFC. doesn't mean I think they're going to beat the Patriots. But Deshaun Watson didn't even play that well, and they went on the road and hung 31 on the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have now lost two straight games at home by, uh, by got upset by AFC South teams. And the formula has been somewhat similar. Pound them with the run, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand, wear them down, and find a way to win it late. Uh, all right, who we got up next? All right, we got Lucas in California. Lucas, fire away. Uh, two quick points. One, uh, 49ers defense looking more and more stout than ever, uh, proving to be a good 6-0 team. Uh, I mean, this is the first week that they allowed a rushing touchdown. Yeah, 5-0. Uh, and They're 5-0, and but yes, they, they absolutely dominated against the Rams. There's nothing to take away from that. Well, I mean, going against the Redskins next week, I'm just jumping ahead. Oh, you're just jumping the gun and saying 6-0. and Okay, I think, I think that's fair. <laughs> and then, uh, number two, I think that the next week, or this weekend on Saturday, Michigan and Penn State, as long as Michigan's defense holds up against how they did against Iowa, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game between Penn State and Michigan. Uh, I agree with you. I think Penn State will find a way to win. I think that line is uh, Penn State nearly a touchdown favorite. People are expecting that Penn State may come out and really take it to them. Who's up next, Dub? We got Brian in North Carolina. Brian, fire away. Hey, Clay. Uh, good morning. Uh, I wanted to just talk for a second, give me a little bit of latitude here about the CBS decision with uh, not airing Florida and LSU. Uh, they made that decision during the second half of the Alabama Ole Miss game two weeks ago. Uh, and I think they have until like the Monday or Tuesday before the weekend's games to make the decision. So they were already deciding two weeks ago that Auburn was going to beat Florida. Florida was already going to have a loss going into the game against LSU and, the, and that Florida's offense was not going to be any good and that was not a game they wanted to air. So my question is, if you're the president of CBS, are you having a conversation with your pro, sports programming director saying, what are you thinking? Yeah, I would be. I mean, your job is to give me the best possible game that you can get me, and you can wait. Some weeks they can flex it and say, we don't want to make a decision until Monday of that week, and you have now swung and missed on the uh, opportunity to have Alabama LSU, which is going to be, it looks like, one versus two, the biggest game of the year. And you have swung and missed on LSU against Florida, which is a fantastic Saturday night game for ESPN. 
and you have all the advantages as the number one overall pick. That's inexcusable to me. When we come back, breaking down the NFL and the college football weekend that was, this is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, and Lee Bogan and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now.